Today is a great day for all you buttholes at home. Couldn't just go simple with Smashing Pumpkins and sing Today is the Greatest. Nope, that's the worst song that's ever been written. You, I don't agree with that. One of them. Let's oh Google it. God. Really? Yep. Is today the worst song ever? Ah, right here. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Isaac must internet. have created an alternative world Google. The internet's um, working very fast today. It Clearly. Clearly. Or maybe you just made that up. Uh, you know what I'm not making up? Tell me. 84. We're in episode 84. Who <laughs> wants to watch this show? So weird. I'm Misty. And I'm Ike. For the next 15 minutes, we're going to debate pop culture. My background's in music. My background's in film. I know the topics beforehand. And I don't. We check the internet for the facts. And ruin it with opinions. From pop rocks in your lunchbox. To Happy Meal toys and swatch clocks. We just like to give a special shout out to the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people that aren't watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. Hey, but by, you know what? By the time that. by the time this comes out, we could be famous. We could be. Yeah, with all the recent tweets that you've been doing. You, know, <laughs> 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 you could be Twitter famous, uh, and then the other thing that we're doing on the side for the other person oh, yeah. that records in this room. I don't yeah. know. Maybe four or five of the people that watch that show will watch this maybe. show. Maybe. That'd be fun. Let's give some special shout outs today. You get shout outs in every episode. I'd like to give a special shout out to our friend, uh, Louis Castillo. <gasps> Louis. For being a great dude. For be- He's like legit greatest dude. Yes. Uh, he's the producer of the uh, Jim Jeffries podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Also, special shout out to our friends Kelly Blackheart. Yay! Uh, Jack's okay. I miss you sitting your butt in my chair, Kel. Yep. Congratulations for no particular reason whatsoever on any good news that you may have gotten <laughs> in the last two weeks. And Jack Hackett. Jack Hackett. Jack Hackett. Jack it. I just love saying it. Jack Hackett. Jack Hackett. Um, I hope I hope that they cut that together as a promo for their own show. Maybe we'll cut it together for them. I think we should. Right? You should watch. Yes. Please stop watching Misty that and I ruin the internet and start watching. Oh, they don't do video. They do. Oh, they don't. Don't watch. You can't watch the unsolicited. No, you have to listen. That's right. To it. Yes. Right. And I think you have to be from Australia to listen to it. I don't think that that's necessarily correct. You know what they do that's fun that I'd like to start doing on Fridays? Tell me. They have a number you can call in and leave a voicemail. And then you, we could play the voicemails back of the people that call in and leave us messages. And then we could address what those people are talking about. We could okay. just steal their segment. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, I think that you, we need to tell everybody to also listen to uh, Louise's podcast, the You're Not Down pod. Oh, yeah. Do that first. You're not down. You're not down. That's right. Yep. Born and raised in... Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It's about the mean streets of sure growing up being an editor in Los Angeles. <laughs> so those are our, our shout outs to our peeps. That's right. We don't have sponsors, so we're sponsoring other people. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. You're watching us. Watch our friends. Yeah. Watch the Koi Pond, too, guys. Helps oh, out. Oh, yeah. That guy. With Joe Koi. Um, yeah. Humble brag. Let's get into it. We're in the tail end of week two of a two-week two mega series on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The words are easy today. Uh, <laughs> let's. We want to tell us what we're gonna do, and then I'll start the clock. Yeah. Cool. We're gonna talk about the fifteen Marvel Cinematic Universe plot holes, the biggest. Oh, that's my favorite word. I know. Meow. All right. Plot holes. Yeah. What do you got? <clears throat> so number fifteen. 
And you're going to be real excited about this one. You want to know why? Because I called it? Because you have it on your shelf. The Star-Lord's cassette player was only released after he left Earth. Oh, you mean timeline-wise he couldn't have had that in space? While we were all tapping our toes to the Star-Lord's Awesome Mix Volume 1, which you have. No big deal. I just made the promo. We failed to spot a glaring mistake in Guardians of the Galaxy. He uses a TDK Type 2 CD2 cassette tape player that doesn't actually come out until 1993. What? He was abducted from Earth in, 1990, er, in 1988. That's crazy. How did he have it? What's the earliest Walkman? I know that that... Mm-hmm. No, good question, though. 79. Oh. The Walkman TPS-L2 is the mm-hmm. world's first low-cost personal stereo. Went on sale in Japan in uh, July 1971 and sold for so about it was just- 33 thousand yen i was like what <laughs> 150 bucks so basically that was just a prop error uh yeah not but checking timing the picture above this walkman tps l2 uh-huh. is the same one from the movie from 1979 i'm not trying to shoot holes in your holes right no in the movie he's not he, it's not a sony walkman that he has in the actual movie oh he has a TDK Type 2. TDK is a brand name. Oh. Well, let's TDK Type Type 2. Well, here's something that's going to knock your socks off. Tell me. A TDK Type 2 is the actual cassette. It's the what? It's the, it's the cassette. It's a TDK. Then type in C-D-I-N-G-2 after the TDK C-D-I-N-G-2. Type 2. Oh, CD, ING2, 90-minute chrome, high-position audio cassette tape. I don't know what you're looking up. I don't understand what you're doing. I think that... <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening right now. I, I'm. Sh- Are you I'm, trying to verify the plot hole? Yeah, well, no, I was just looking up what the earliest Walkman was and the picture of the Walkman that he's using in the that's film. That's just a stock picture that they used. Okay. That was just dumb. That's just the article being dumb. I mean... Dumb. All right, it, well, let's move the on. History of Walkman. Well, well, then let's just do a whole episode. That's the history of Walkman. All right. You like plot holes. Let's like, go. Let's What's the next one? More. What's the next? All right, I'll do the next one. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, if only half. Oh God, I can't pronounce anything in this sentence. <laughs> If only half her people were killed, how did Gamora become the last survivor of Zahobarihi? Uh-huh. You're close. Zahobari. Yeah, you're you're pretty close. If only half her people died. How did okay, how how did half her people die? Um cuz Thanos snapped them? No. That I mean that's no cuz all of that happened before Thanos. Um mm. that's the plot hole. So during the scene in Guardians of the Galaxy where the gang's arrested, you see, you know, the details flash up on the screen about about her and it lists her as the last survivor. But that doesn't make sense because the guy that killed her people only killed half of them on her home planet. Mm-hmm. So the plot hole is what happened to the rest of them? Good question. Yeah. Maybe they died when he snapped his fingers at the end. Mm-hmm. We already got the first half. He kills the second half. Right? Maybe. 
that's that's actually a pretty good explanation. Um, I wanted to ask you because what made me want to do this episode was that you have a lot of questions about a specific movie about Black Panther. You said that you yeah. had a lot of things. Uh, what know, are those things? Here's the here's my thing, and the answer that I get from everybody is that you just have to suspend disbelief. But okay. why would a country of such in like insane wealth mm-hmm. have a cloak over yeah. them and then appear to the rest of the world to be an impoverished nation? Keeps people out. Doesn't the cloak keep people out? And Somebody then, will find a way in that thing. Do they have to dress Superheroes in... exist. Yeah, but then do they ever leave? Do they know about the outside world? They do. They still have the news and things like that. It's not like the village where they're hiding and pretending it's not modern day. They still have technology to be able to see what's going on everywhere else, but they, they don't want to leave. They, like, they've built what they feel like is a utopia. And they're very happy in it. Much like the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that Kazakhstan adopted? It's nice. I did. Finally, their... that they just gave in. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Poor folks. Uh, am I supposed to shoot more holes in Black Panther? I, I was just really interested because you said you had a couple of things. I wanted to know what they were. It's mainly that the whole presentation of poverty from a wealthy nation. It just it makes people not not as interested in you, and so they don't. There's very. I mean, the only people that are gonna want to go and visit there are people that are like, oh, let's go save them. <laughs> you know, it keeps it keeps out bad. Well, what happens if you're just like exploring through Africa and okay. you just ding dong your head on the cloak? You just walk into a wall. Like it's just it doesn't seem like it could be kept a secret. Plus, they have tech that's so far vastly superior to the rest of the world. Right. Why wouldn't they share it with the rest of humanity to make the whole world a better utopia? Because we know that the world does not take those things and always keep them for good. We take that tech and turn it into awful things. But they do have, you're right, they have this crazy tech. So let's say you are taking a, a you know little walkabout through Africa and you ding your head on the cloak. Maybe that there's something on the cloak that when you ding, it also erases your memory and you don't know that you dinged. Seems dangerous. Well, everything's dangerous in this land. <laughs> okay. Right. So that's really just it. You're just um, the, the that, basic like general appearance of all of it. That and then like with all the hyper tech, their weapons seem a little low tech. Well, it's because they're smart enough how to, to know how to use those weapons as effectively as high-tech weapons. All right. I can see that this is going nowhere. <laughs> no, I mean, I see I see what you're like, your questions. I totally get them. They make a lot of sense. But I think that there's very easy ways to. I don't want to say explain them away, but to put yourself in the mindset that <clears throat> you're looking at this like. Hey, we have all this money and we have this tech and we have this stuff and why don't we share it with the world? I think that there are a lot of there are a group of people that have looked at what's happening in the outside world and chosen that they don't want to share it with them because it's very clear that dangerous, scary things happen in the rest of the world and that they're much happier like in their bubble. So when we become rich and famous from this show. Are we gonna live in a bubble? We're gonna create our own compound. Okay. And you're gonna live Is it gonna be like the Avengers compound? You're gonna live on the dark, shady side and I'm gonna live on the sunny side near the water. 
Why do I have to live on the dark side? Because you're evil. Why am I evil? Because of the red hair. <laughs> it's a it's a character trait of bad bad people. That's what people thought about the Scarlet Witch too. But she. What do you think, good. guys? Should we burn her? She meant good. Stay tuned for Friday's episode of Misty Night Ruby in it episode eighty five where we burn Misty to see if she's a witch. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Okay, plot holes in Marvel movies. When okay. Tony Stark demonstrates the Jericho missile. He breaks mm. the laws of physics. Oh, this will be something you're into. I'm into it already. Uh-uh. Tony Stark demonstrating the Jericho missile at the beginning of Iron Man is an impressive scene. But what makes it even more impressive is the fact that his weapons can break the laws of physics. We hear the sound of the explosions a few seconds before the flash, which is impossible because light travels faster than sound. Okay. So what in, do you think about that? I think in real life, if you were really watching it, okay, you would see the explosion, okay, and then a minute later, you would hear. But if you did that as a sound designer, I'm sure that's how it happened in the first pass of the film. Mm-hmm. And then some executive was like, "Uh, yeah, we don't hear it when it blows up, so you need to change it." Right. I mean, visually, I think you need the sound effect. I agree with you. I think so, too. Oh, I got one. Okay. I like this one, number eight. This one shits right down your boy Steve Rogers. Hey, (laughs) no! We don't shit on Captain America. Well, Steve failed to follow basic military hat etiquette. Oh, Cap. They didn't even have a military uh, expert on set. The makers of Captain America, the first Avenger, went to great lengths to accurately portray U.S. Army life in the 1940s, but they fell short when it came to hats or covers, as the military calls them. Steve Rogers fails to follow proper military etiquette, often putting on his cover before entering a building instead of the other way around. Oh. He puts on his hat to go in a building instead Instead of of taking it off. Mm -hmm. Cap. He knows better than that. Him as an actor and a gentleman should know better than that. And then the the director should have caught it. And then any woman on set should have definitely said something. I mean, we know all the women on set had all eyes on Cap. So that's right. (laughs) And they weren't. You know what it was? They weren't looking at that hat. Okay. <laughs> I have one for you. Okay. And this is very timely in our in our days that we are living through right now. Is it the one about the uh, shawarma? Ha! Huh. It's about Doctor Strange. Ooh. Okay. So Doctor Strange was a surgeon, and a lot of fans noticed in the Doctor Strange solo movie that in the opening scenes he is preparing for surgery, and he puts on his mask after he's washed his hands thereby contaminating his hands by touching his face. Huh. Doesn't work that way. If you don't have your mask on, someone has to put it on for you. You can't touch anything with your hands after they've been washed. Wonder what, what Hand that, washing is very important. Hand that, washing 101. But what does that mean for us when we just like touch our mask, take it on, take it off? We're not That's why you're supposed to be washing them. The masks? Yeah. Hmm. Like every time you wear them or throwing away the disposables. Yeah, because we do I, touch. I gotta them. go wash my mask. It's probably a good idea. Mummy ask. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, number four? Obadiah Stan Stan Stain mm-hmm. didn't need to practice in his armor the way Tony Stark did. Okay, tell me more. Remember when Tony Stark created his first suit in Iron Man? It took time for him to get uh, it working right and then learn to pilot and fly. It doesn't doesn't it seem weird that the moment Obadiah Stane got into his Iron Man uh Iron Monger suit, he was able to fly it without any type of practice? Oh. <clears throat> Mic drop. That's a pretty good one. That's, that's a pretty good one. I would have never thought about that. 
Huh. Oh, here's another Steve Rogers. <laughs> okay. This is funny, though. Okay. <clears throat> when Steve Rogers rides his motorbike, the wind has no effect on his hair or clothes. That's because he's perfect. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, or it's just all green screen. Yeah, yeah totally. After but look how good he looks in that picture. I mean, he's pretty handsome. He's a pretty beautiful man. He's got a chin that could save the world. <sighs> sure does. Um, that is actually really funny. And I mean, is that is that t totally normal? Or did they just forget to like put a fan on so that it actually would look like? Well, <clears throat> he's not wearing like he's wearing a leather jacket. That's not going to flap in the wind. Um, if he really was riding a bike, though, he would want but wouldn't would be... his shirt like his button down shirt. Oh, yeah. And like his eyes would be squinty from the wind. Like there's a lot of things that'd be different if he was actually riding that bike. Right. Green screen. Okay. Okay. Um, Here's a good one. Okay. Hit me. Iron Man could have flown away and neutralized Ivan <coughs> uh, Vanko. Oh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. <sighs> I love Mickey Rourke. He scares me so much. That's the point. I know it works. But he fought him instead. Like, what do they mean by fly away and neutralize? Let's read this. Tony Stark's decision to fight Ivan Vanko at the Grand Prix de Monaco in Iron Man 2 might have... Made an awesome action scene, but logically it didn't make any sense. Stark could have used his Iron Man suit to fly to a safe distance and neutralize his wielding enemy in one of his long-range weapons. <clears throat> That's actually true, but if I remember right, like, so Ivan attacked him um, on the, the raceway, but he, like, he made him smash his car and he was all disoriented mm -hmm. when he got out. So maybe he just didn't have his wits about him to, like, call forth his suit and to do that. Well, if <clears throat> if you'll recall, his suit was a, in the form of a briefcase at the time. <gasps> That's right. I had forgotten that, actually. And he sticks his hands in it, and then it just goes... Right, right. So it might not have so been... So instead of fighting what they're saying, like, his suit was right there, he, mm -hmm. and he put it on, so he just should have just flown away, and then bing-banged him with a, a, a missile. missile. But well, I think my counterpoint is, at this time, Tony had already gotten to the point where he was developing multiple suits, yeah. And that could have been his emergency suit. True. May not have had all the gizmos on oh, it. Oh, it may not have had his missile launching capabilities That's right. yet. Okay. He, and I think okay. that fair. once you activate the emergency suit, then your backup suit should be ejected from Malibu and start flying to you wherever you are. It's pretty good planning, Isaac. Yeah. You Can you jot that down for when we have the Malibu compound? Guys, can you bring in the other suit next time when I put the emergency <laughs> suit on? Can you have the other suit fly to meet me in the air? Uh, and then why doesn't he... The suit that's the size of the Hulk should be the suit all the time. Wait, the... What? Oh, the big one. Big suit. No, because then you, you can't fit everywhere in that. Well, can you fit it in a Thursday? We just did. 84, motherfucker. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> Did you just MF the buttholes? The listeners? The buttholes? I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Let's give a special shout out to our Patreons. All two of them. Both of them. Both of them. Do you know their names? Vasquez? <laughs> yes, I know Michael Vasquez. <laughs> and? And hold on. Katie, Katie Holmes. <laughs> no. Um, Jessica Dowdswell. Oh. But she just signed up just the other day. That's one of our Australian friends. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's up, Jessica? What's up, Jessica? Have I met Jessica? Oh, wait. Yes. Little Jess. She came and shot. <gasps> yeah. What's up, Jess? Yeah. Yeah. We got to okay. start giving them some content. Yeah. We have it recorded. We just need to upload it. That's right. <clears throat> what's up? Well, as long as it's not Friday. 
We'll see you tomorrow. For the grand finale of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. two-week extravaganza. Marvel extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>